y'all listen up and let's talk about it omg i'm so super excited for who we have or who i have on today that is my girl kuza i mean needs no introduction i'm trying to figure out the best introduction you could do me a favor go ahead introduce yourself girl oh my gosh there's really no introduction um i'll just talk about i guess like our background gosh i've known you since like we were like yay hi oh my goodness oh my goodness it's it seems it's like so long. Different. It's a crazy yes. connection too, because I make jokes. Uh, are you mind if I share our connection and how it's connected? It's so crazy how small no, San Diego is. So when I was about, I don't know how old I was, gosh, when, when Donald had and Ebony had Jordan, but I was young, like 12 or 13 years old. And so, you know, Jordan is my brother's first son, you know? So I remember you, I remember Ebony, I remember your mom, I remember all of you guys for a certain amount of time when Jordan was very, very young. And then, lo and behold, I don't know how much longer, it was some years later, Kuza, and I started working at the YMCA. And so I got to see you in a whole new light years later with your son. And it was crazy, the connection, because I'm like, oh, wow, baby, like, you family, <laughs> you know? So right. that's our crazy connection. So thank you for coming on. I appreciate you so much. I mean, you know me, okay. I like to... Um, lift others up so I want you to tell us just a little bit it's not really what we're going to talk about but kind of break the ice tell us about cool ties if you like please oh you're so sweet um cool ties let's see I am just um like I I've just been working quite honestly um on the Christmas but really just focusing on Easter Easter and um Easter prom and graduation and Father's Day, those are like, that's like my peak season. So I just been kind of laying low and then I started a new job. So that's been taking away some attention, but cool ties, definitely. I got a lot of things in works for that. So um, stay tuned. Tag um, tag your Facebook and your, you got a website too, though, I believe, because I've been on that website before, right? Oh yeah, yeah absolutely. Website. So yeah, I'll have to tag that already. I'm sorry, I went off script because I didn't want to throw you through a loop, but you know, it's okay. shout out <laughs> to you, girl. You know, you know, my model got to sprinkle that glitter, baby. Black girl magic. <laughs> <laughs> so, you always, uh, like that, always you know, I've always been always like been that. Like Thank that. you for pointing that out. Thank you. Please yeah. tell them, tell them again. Say it louder for okay. them in the back, baby. You know. But anyways, let me let me stop. Let me stop. Okay, okay. So, um, oh, I know why I can't find it. I'm in the wrong email. I apologize. So today's subject is whew, a tough one. So I apologize, Kuzo. With politics, I always have to give a uh, disclaimer because, you know, right now America just so sensitive. You know what I mean? So before um, we get into what we're talking about, let me just give my little disclaimer, you know, uh, the opinions and views that are reflected here do not necessarily reflect that of any employer or educational or religious institution, okay? We're not here to represent anything other than ourselves. These are girlfriends, friends, family talking to each other about this issue. I have to give that disclaimer when it comes to politics, okay? So <laughs> I'm just saying. So now that we got that out the way, we can really, really talk. <laughs> And the topic today is you voted, you, we, I voted, so now what? Now, the crazy thing is we were already going to have this type of discussion before election. So we're just going to swing into these questions that you, Kuza, kind of developed for us for to have for this discussion um, even before the election. So let's see how it goes, okay? What do you all think, or you in particular, is the best option for us African-Americans to close the wealth gap? Oh, I was like, that was like, Dean, that's a good question. I'm like, oh. <laughs> I told you, good questions. I was like, I don't even have to do nothing, baby. Come on, cuz. <laughs> um, so like, I think there's, I mean, I think, you know, like when I was younger, like I really didn't care about politics and like, you know, just ripping around the streets, living my life, whatever the case may be. But then when I had my son, as my son got older and I saw like the true unjust in the system, then it hit closer to home, right? Like what's going on with this world? How do we make change? Like what does politics consist of? Like, why are we so at a disadvantage? Even though I'm extremely blessed, like I have to say that, like I'm so, so blessed. But, um, but just in general, like, you know, how, how does everything work? And so I think that for me, like just working in human resources was something that opened up my eyes because I'm able to see 
um, you know, I see salaries, you know, um, to be quite honest. And it's definitely a confidential uh, topic. So that's not disclosed. But that just opened up my eyes to the jobs that are out there and that, you know, that that pay <laughs> and the benefits that are out there. And that's my specialty. I'm a benefits manager. By default, I've worked as a benefits manager or in benefits for 15 years and as a manager for the last eight years. So I am able to see the budgets. I'm responsible for the benefits that we offer to the company. And so that being said, one of the benefits that I think is often overlooked um, in the Black community is life insurance. And so um, for me, I feel like life insurance is like the easiest, the easiest way to close the wealth gap. Um, and the reason why I say that is because, and I, and I think I did like a video a while ago, um, you know, cause it's, it's hard to always see, you know, RIP, you see people passing all the time. And then we have, we're majority of the, of the, of the race that goes out to sell plate, okay. do car washing, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? When somebody passes versus being able to defer back to their life insurance. So, um, it's just important that like anybody who has a job and your and your employer offers uh, life insurance, then you should always buy up because you get it for pennies on a dollar, right? They 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 typically offer like the basic life, which is going to be paid for by the employer. But then you, as the employee, have the option to buy up uh, for a voluntary plan, typically in addition to what they're offering. And by doing that, then you have the option to port the benefit when if you leave the company or they separate you for any reason and i think that one missed opportunity was um no one saw the pandemic coming mm -hmm. right and then all of these people were laid off of their jobs and i understand that you know whenever you go through a layoff then you're looking at you know your income status and you're looking at uh ways that you could um because you're strapped financially. So you're looking at ways of how you can save money. But life insurance is one thing that you should not skip over. And I've said it before, if you can pay your, your, your cell phone bill, then you can stick to and commit to paying your life insurance policy. Um, one thing that people don't know is that when we go through negotiations, we get the life insurance like pennies on a dollar. You know, you could up you know, typically at the employer, you could up it by like fifty, a hundred thousand dollars, and then pay like three, four dollars per paycheck. You know, and you don't get that if you go outside and try to find a life insurance policy. Um, they have a clause with the employers that's called a guarantee issue, and what that does, it basically is a contractual agreement between the employer and the vendor, and it allows for them to receive a reduced, a discounted rate, and they're basically absorbing the 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 risk of the population. So that's why we get such a good discounted rate because if you try to go shopping on the outside, it could be you know, easy, like $50, $60 a month um, versus you know, the six, $7 a month with your employer. So that's a um, very long-winded answer, but that's one way that I feel like we can really just close the wealth gap because if something happens to you, then you're able to leave your kids with not debt, but you're able to leave them with a stepping stone, you know? Uh, we know that $100,000 is not gonna, it's not gonna fund them for the rest of their life. I mean, we don't expect it to, but being able to leave your kids with $100,000 will ensure that they're able to pay off some of your debt that you're leaving. And it gives them a stepping stone to be able to pursue education, open a business, um, buy property. And all of those three components, um, whether they're separated and you're only able to obtain one, um, or if you're able to obtain all combined, then the, 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 the importance of the three components is necessary for true success. So, you know, I, and, and I say that now because I'm knocking on 40's door, but of course, when I was like younger than shit, I mean, it was anything goes and I was having a good old time and I had a damn good time in my life. But, um, you know, just now that I know better, you know, I want to be able to provide that knowledge to whoever wants to listen, you know, mm -hmm. uh, it just goes back to education as well. Education, yes, we feel like in some ways that it's very overrated and I understand because I think that it's important to still be able to tap into your true talent. Me personally, you know, I, I wanted to show my son 
a way of entrepreneurship, which is why I started Pool Ties. It just so happened that like once I started to go and, you know, look at the business plans and the industry and the limitations and the opportunities that it could afford me um, as far as the product that I have, then it ended up blossoming and growing. Um, and so that was amazing. But I always had HR as like my straight avenue of like, this is my income, you know, this is what's going to pay the bills. Um, but getting a degree literally makes a difference on whether or not you're going to make $50,000 or $150,000, you know? So um, that's also important as far as closing the gap. So, man, you speak in my language, girl. You speak in my language. I, I mean, I couldn't agree with you more. And I'm so glad because you bring the HR perspective. So you understand the gravity of salary and education. Don't let people fool you and tell you that, you know, it's the, it's the things that people are saying, like you make more money or you can make more money or you're more limited if you, um, are working, for an organization or a corporation versus being an entrepreneur, you know, or that education, you know, it's not worth it. You know, you, uh, it costs too much. It's not worth the cost or the risk. You, you hit the nail right on the head because you're talking from an HR perspective. Like, you know, it's not to say you're going to go out there and make millions and millions of dollars, but it's a way to secure you in something a little bit higher than entry level is what people need to know and understand about education. And it's a good negotiating factor, um, fortunately, unfortunately, but you got to also be smart about that since we're talking about wealth gap, you know, scholarships there's other things besides taking out loans that's going to put you in debt um because you know i didn't even know about this i'm learning about this through relatives and being on campus on state you know parents are taking out loans for their kids to be able to go in school because when they're that age they don't have the credit or whatever it is that they're looking for for the student loan people so you know you have to be prepared for that as well too depending on how far along you want to go through education so again People feel some type of way sometimes about education, I think because they have a misconception. One, what's the purpose in going in all that debt to make the same amount of money that another person without a degree is? Or what's the point of me doing all this when I can just go and be an entrepreneur? You still gotta know a little something. <laughs> yeah, you do. And you know what, to, I mean, to your point, they're both great avenues though. You just have to do what's right for your, for your life. You know what I mean? It depends. Like for me, I had a son when I was 18 years old. So that was important to me. And plus I knew that working was what I needed to do. Now I've always been creative. So I've been able to dabble and in that creativity. I was able to find a way of like entrepreneurship and then just being able to toggle the boat, um, the two of them. But, um, but working is, what, what, I need a stability. So it just depends. If you're a young male or female and you're single and you don't have kids and you don't really have much responsibility, you might be living at home, then big ups, you know, do it. But if you are, have kids and you're, uh, you have responsibilities, then it's kind of like you have to make that sacrifice. That's where sacrifice comes into to play because your babies didn't ask to be here. So, you know, you got to do what you got to do to make sure that you have stability for them. And then you put your stuff on the back burner, you know, even for myself. Now, Kevin is gone and um, I still am pursuing my professional career, but I have more time for full ties now, you know. But then also at the same time, I didn't go to school straight out of college, um, straight out of, well, I didn't even, I didn't even graduate high school. I got my GED. So let's be clear. And then I was going for, um, I'm sorry. I said, thank you for saying that because, you know, people say GED like it's a bad word or something to be ashamed of. Look at all you've made of yourself and you and you have that. So thank you for, for pointing that out because they assume you got a college degree. That means you graduated from high school. That isn't always all the case, but it doesn't take away from the fact that, hey, I'm about my business and this is the way that I did it. So, you know, yes, GED is, is frowned upon, but it really shouldn't be, but it shouldn't be a limiting factor as well. Again, if we're talking about the, the wage gap, you know, helping the wage gap in the community. You can't just look at the GED like it don't mean anything because it can very well open up other doors for you if you know what you're doing. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, because there's always been a stigma around it, you know, like I didn't go to, I didn't go to, I didn't finish up high school. Um, I did go to high school and then I messed up and was fucking around and then did not graduate. So um, at that particular time, I was wilding out, having a good time or whatever. And I don't regret it because everything that I've done in my life made me the woman that I am today. And I am the shit. So I don't care when nobody You does. know, I love that glitter um, talk. You know that. <laughs> I'm just saying though, but, but on the honest tip, then yes, there's always been a stigma surrounding GED, but 
in order to move forward in life, you have to, there's going to be some hurdles and that's a hurdle. It's either you're going to overcome the hurdle or you're just going to stay on the other fence and you're going to, on the other side and you're just going to wish what it could have, should have when you have the chance to, to move forward, you know? So sometimes you just have to, you just got to do what you got to do. But yes, I have my GED. I went a long time with, um, without going to college because I continued to progress in my HR career, which I thought was a progression, you know, it's going like, oh yeah, you make $20. Oh yeah, you make 25, you know, just moving on up or whatever the case may be. But at the end of the day, I reached the plateau and I knew that I wanted to move forward in my professional career and it required me to go and get a degree. So that's what I did. So, um, you know, to each is its own. Yes, I did, I did um, incur debt by going to school and I do have my loans, but that's okay because like I said, um, jobs will pay when you have that piece of paper and you have the knowledge and the experience. So, you know, me being able to look in, at people's salary and see people that are making $14 an hour, but then I see other salaries and they're making 340,000, pulling $80,000 bonuses, having auto allowances, you know what I mean? That's where my incentive came from and I know it's out there and I know it can be paid so I want a piece of the pie and I want a big one so yeah I love it I love it <laughs> you also I mean you bring in a great perspective because I knew you did HR just like I know you bilingual I think that is so amazing you know <laughs> um and that's again because how I met you oh, later on in life once you had Kevin you were already in HR you were already doing your thing girl because you walk it like you talk it and I respect people that walk it like they talk it girl so anyway <laughs> <laughs> I said that to say the HR perspective. <laughs> Sorry, you know I'm kind of crazy, girl. You know they done messed up and gave me a pop. Yes, you know they done messed up and gave me a podcast, girl. You know you can't. You, let me stop. Okay, let me go. Keep going. 401k. Now I might get the terms kind of messed up, but again, talking about the wealth gap, and I know you got a hard um, curfew, so we'll try and make it as not curfew, but you know we we're trying to put it within a certain parameter. So about the 401k or the retirement and things like that as far as the wealth gap what more can you do maybe like two minutes or less and recommending or, or stressing the importance of the relevant relevance of that to wealth gap within the african-american community um i think um 401k definitely plays a part but that's long term and i think that that's something mm -hmm. that people need to know and they need to think about it's a long-term investment um, and so when you're thinking about enrolling in a 401k, you don't want to think that, hey, this is going to be money that I'm going to be accessing, you know, once a month or in a year or in two years. You want to think, hey, what can I put away that's not going to really affect my paycheck? So typically $25, $30 a paycheck will add up. Mm -hmm. It will add up. I promise it will add up. I remember working for um, as a recruiter. Um, for the Eastridge group. And I, it was like, I was like probably like 19 years old. And when they talked about the 401k, like I was sitting at the table because I wanted to know, like, what does a 401k consist of? And I remember the um, EVP of HR, he was like, uh, Kuza, you might want to sit this one out because you can't participate in it. Like I wasn't even old enough to participate in the plan because you had to be 21 at the time. But that's where my mental was, you know? Um, and so as soon as I was eligible to participate, I've always deferred in my 401k mm -hmm. and let the truth be told, um, you know, having all that money, I um, ended up being able, you're able to use that as leverage, you know? So when I brought my first property, I was able to use that as leverage um, of having money in the bank when my bank account wasn't nearly as much as I had in my 401k, you know? Um, you can also, so again, it's meant for long-term, but you can use, um, you can pull out of your 401k to purchase a primary residence and you can pull out of your 401k if you have a hardship withdrawal. So if you're really in a bind, that money literally is not just tied up until you're 65 or until retirement. It's available to you, but there's just certain stipulations that are aligned with it. So 401k is very important, but most important is life insurance. That's an absolute, that's the most you get the most return on an investment with the life insurance than you will in any other benefit that you have, whether it be working for a business or working, um, you know, managing stocks and bonds because you're doing trading. You want to get your life insurance. Right. 
Now, this is a good one, and only because we're pressed for time, because you know, girl, I'm going to have to bring you back on. We're going to have to do a part two with you, child. we just going to have to rock and roll with it today. Yes, because we're barely on number two, and this is juicy right now. And it's so um, organic, because it's not like, you don't even remember these questions. And, you know, so it's like, it's not like, it's just it's just flowing right now. And I love it. I love the energy, but I we're going to keep an eye on time, okay? Um, okay? So what are your thoughts on defunding the police? Oh, um, I think that's easy. Yeah, defund. Yeah, I think we should defund the, the police. Um, um, people that that are against defunding the police, they typically fall in a category that are not affected by the police. Um, and defund does not mean that we're going to do away with the police in its entirety. We know that there are bad people out there. We know and I know that we need police officers because we need people to be accountable for criminal activity. Um, and we know that um, that the world can't it, can't, it can't, it can't rotate without having police. However, that being said, we also know that the, the, uh, the rate of unarmed babies, men, brothers, uncles, and everything else being killed and being abused by police officers is astronomical. And by the police officers having no accountability is complete bullshit. So by defunding the police, then we need to allocate those funds elsewhere. It might even be in their diversity and inclusion program, because why do we have, why are all the urban communities always being patrolled by all the white men? Why can't we have police officers that live in our community? Why has it been to where, you know, you look at the application process or if you're trying to be become a police officer from the outside, then you have there's all these hurdles and all these different uh, obstacles that you have to jump. But then when you meet a police officer or you see them on TV, especially when they're being interviewed, then typically they're able to tell you how their grandfather was a police officer, their father was a police officer, their uncles are police officers, now they're police officers. So something is wrong with the selection process if all of you guys can get in from, you know, and it being passed down from generation to generation when we have our young black men that are just being, having the door closed in their face all the time. Um, me personally, that's always where I have looked and I'll continue to look um, for opportunities within the police department or within the county, because wherever I'm able to inject myself and um, make some recommendations or change things up becoming the by becoming the decision maker, then I am all about it. I love so. that. I love that. That's a great answer. And it's so crazy. You shocked me when you said yes, defund the police. But I loved your explanation. I get a little thing about me. We used to have to um, read the dictionary when we were kids as a punishment. So I get hung up on words because a lot of times eight times out of 10, I know the dictionary definition of that word or something similar to that. So I said all that to say, when you said defund, my heart just sank. But I feel, I agree with everything you just said. I just feel like the word, the term defund has been criminalized and politicized and stigmatized so bad that it automatically draws a negative connotation. You understand what I'm saying? So for me, my recommendation, I don't disagree with anything you say, but perhaps, because I didn't even realize how that made me feel hearing you say that, just, just the word defund. But it, but it also plays a good point to the media and everything that's being put out because why would I have a bad sense of that when you explained it and I absolutely agree with what you said it's because that term has been politicized on a national screen and we automatically think that that means something bad I see nothing wrong with what you said I don't speak about things that I don't know much about so now you got me wanting to research what you're saying because I just my defenses have been up with that word defund so I haven't even looked into it because I'm like that's ridiculous why do we need to defund it? I just think there's a better word. There, funds need to be allocated another way. That doesn't mean take the funds away. It means put more focus and emphasis and spread it out in other areas. So we need a new word well, for that, but I agree about, with everything you just said. So there's a couple of points. So one is obviously like the narrative, right? We know that the media controls the narrative. So they've aligned a, a negative um, stigma to the word defund, you know? Um, but from a budgetary perspective, if you're saying you're going to defund something, you're going to reallocate it, then that means that we're going to take money from the police department and we're going to reallocate it somewhere else, wherever those resources may be. Um, but, but, but just to go back to what you're saying as far as that 
that uh, the word defund being aligned with a, a negative um, perspective. I feel quite. I feel the opposite in it, in the fact that we know what it means, even though it sounds and they've taken it and they've taken it out of context. We know what it means, so we need to push back that much more because I'm not. You're not going to make me think that what I'm saying is wrong when I know that the definition of it by default means this. So you're not going to twist it, and so I only say that because I feel like everything that we do as as African Americans right? They twist the shit. And then, so we have to find another way to say something. No, that's not cool. It's like, what we said is what we said. And we mean what the fuck we said. You know what I mean? Now, if somebody wants to take it now, I could say, Hey, good morning. How are you? And they could say, Oh, she said it with the, she said it, you know, um, she, she had an attitude. She was aggressive this morning, but because you say that I was aggressive because you're saying that the tone of it or you're saying right. that the word that I use means this to you, doesn't make it valid. Right. You know what I mean? So if we stick to the actual wording of it, then it, it means just that. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I hear you. I hear you. And again, I, I, I don't even, I can't even, I don't have any rebuttal with it. Like, I want to be like, no, you're wrong because I, I really <laughs> feel in my soul some type of way about that word, but I, it doesn't discredit, you know, what you are saying. But for me being me, also, you know, I have learned um, to, I hate the term code switch because I feel like code switch has a bad connotation, like you're trying to assimilate or something like that. But this is why I love this forum versus my, um, you know, maybe some, not my school because I go to an HBCU, so it's cool. They kind of get it. But, you know, the employment force, you know, and things like that, especially depending on the dynamics and the location, because again, um, you know, you might get a better pay at a job, you know, we were just talking about wealth gap. So, you know, you might get a better pay at a job that's in a predominantly white neighborhood, depending on your skill set. you know what I mean? So I've seen it both ways, you know what I mean? So I don't want it to be the code switch that it's, um, like you're trying to be something that you're not as far as switching words and changing words. But if I were going to have this conversation about defunding the police department, and I know that that's a trigger word, I would probably say, you know, defunding the police, but let me explain it to you, you know, in another way that you can understand it. So you're not so put off by that. And I'm just saying that I just illustrate that to say that it doesn't make it necessarily a bad thing because every, I told you at the top, America's so doggone sensitive right now, Kuza. So, you know, it's important well, it and I, ways, yeah it's it true you're very like, right i'm sensitive I'm, yeah I'm, I'm, you're right you're I'm right checking motherfuckers off the rip you know what i mean i'm not putting up when i was younger and i was i was like working um even in corporate then you know you you see things and you're like oh like here you go you see this you see that you know and there's certain kind of ways that you have to move this and that you know um but now at this day and age like you don't get away with anything i am stopping you and I'm pressing you right at the door I really am you know what I mean and I'm going to because even like my hair like I've never ever ever had braids because I couldn't wear that in corporate America mm -hmm. you know? mm -hmm. I always had just white tips on my nails I never wore color like if I went out on the weekend I would go after work get a polish change go out for the weekend and on Sunday I was changing my nails back to go into corporate America this day and age that's over that's over. The way that my hair is or the color on my nails has nothing to do with the, the fact that uh, you and I are both at the, we both have the same education, mm -hmm. we both have the same credentials, and I have more experience than you. So you're not going to sit here and make me feel no type of way. Girl, you know now I mean? that I can hear you. Yes, you. I felt that in my soul too. I felt that in my soul too. You know, but I, like I said, you know, uh, my husband he likes to make jokes. So you know, me and my my stories. I'll try and make it quick because we don't got much time left. But um, I guess you know, I don't really follow celebrities and things like that. I'm really out of the loop. Facebook is really my only real life kept up with social media. I mean, I do Snapchat sometimes because of the filters and the things that you can add <laughs> and stuff like that. But other than that, I'm on you know I'm on Facebook. So I guess uh, Snapchat, Facebook, somewhere because he be clicking on things all the, all the time and so i guess uh offset had cardi b uh sweeping or something like that talk about why yo <laughs> why you lying in your lyrics or something like that because she said in her song that she don't sweep and i guess it was a video of her sweeping oh. or whatever so anyways my husband made a joke and so he's like they'll be getting on that podcast saying something that ain't true because you know i'm gonna offset you like <laughs> so i said that to say you know people who 
No, I'm, I stand firm even now more like they think I'm crazy, but I feel bold in saying exactly what you just said when you go in the workforce because of where we are, uh, you know, because of everything that's going on, you do have to speak up and advocate for yourself. So I told I'm in total support of that. But I do find not all the time I don't do it as much but every now and again that's when I have to kind of uh, cater still be real still be raw but cater what I'm saying but I'm unapologetic either way you gonna know what I'm saying you know <laughs> yeah yes absolutely well because you know there's a lot of times that and we and especially right now and yes uh, I feel like right now America is sensitive I know that I am because everything that's just taken light is just like enough is enough you know I'm, I'm not going to continue to act like we don't know what's going on and for me I want to be that much more involved you know I'm looking to see like how can I I'm you know, on the diversity and inclusion council at my job, I'm doing the certifications for the trainings. Um, you know, I I am just being able to stay connected there, but then also in the community, like what can I do? You know, I'm actually really interested in, you know, who are the assembly members? You know, what are the districts? What does that layout look like? What is the uh, urban development uh, committee? What does that consist of? Who's on there? And what are they doing, you know? What does the oversight committee look like for the, the San Diego police, you know, going forward? You know, those are things that we have to stay connected to because if we don't, we we haven't been, uh, not full force, we definitely still have tons of advocates right here in San Diego. We have tons of them and I've met them, like I would say a lot of them within the last two years, there's some dope ass advocates out here. Mm. Um, but they can't do the work, they can't continue to do the work by themselves, right. you know what I mean? If more people are able to uh, participate, then it takes the burden off of just one person and everybody just can pick a little piece and help off and, and chip in versus leaving it just up to one person because, um, you can't, you can't do anything by yourself, you know? And you bring, you bring up a good point because again, to the topic of what we're talking about, we voted, you voted, I voted, so now what? So that is a very, very good point about you. You know, you're upset, but you're channeling that, you know, you're sensitive, you're acknowledging that, but you're challenging that like, hey, enough is enough, but let's go do it where it matters down here with these city officials and things like that. You know, that's why I said we voted, so now what? Y'all need to know and understand it was never intended to just stop at the ballot box or at the mailbox this year. It never was meant to even matter about the presidential election. Who's a, come on now, speak to these people for me because you know they be, they be doubting what I be saying. So maybe they need to hear it from somebody else. I, because I, I, I don't imagine what I've been accused me, of. Whatever. Um, yes, so <laughs> speak to the people, girl. <laughs> so listen, let me tell you something. The analogy that I always use is when you think back um, to like growing up in San Diego, um, you know, 20 years ago, when, when I saw the Hispanics and the Mexican population, for the most part, they were right there in San Isidro. That was like their area, right? Mm -hmm. Just think in 20 years, that's not a long time. In 20 years, Hispanics have band together. They have unified to where they have pushed past San Isidro. Now they have built their own grocery stores. They have taken our Kmart and split the mugs in half. When you go over there, they have a sign up there that says, um, um, aceptamos pesos. So when you think about that, um, you think about the true power that comes in numbers and unity. You know what I mean? They have pushed in every single aspect of our livelihood from law enforcement to the corrections office, go up to uh, Donovan. I go up to Donovan, I see nothing but Hispanics up there. You go into the education system, they've gotten in there and it's nothing wrong with it. Uh, I, what I'm trying to highlight is the fact that with Unity, they have been able to push in, they've been able to grow in those different areas and they be, they have become the decision makers in those areas to where they're, they're and then able to just help their people and then make the decisions on behalf of with their with their input you know what i mean and it's like we have no seats at the table which is a problem so we need to stop asking everybody else to fix our damn problems but it's going to take us get off of uh, we have to get off our ass it's you know going to take mean? some work can happen to you in order for you to uh, decide that you want to try to be a part of the solution you know mm -hmm. what i mean um but i think that that's something that's 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 really hard for people to accept 
-hmm. but it's the honest to God truth. If somebody's baby is outside and they need a ride home or they need, I'll give them a ride home. I'll give them something to eat. They need a couple of dollars. Like, you know, like your babies or my babies, my babies. I would hope that I, well, I know what you for shit sure, you know, but I'm just saying for a neighbor, my babies, their babies or my babies, you know, vice versa. It's like, it takes a tribe to raise a kid. And, and, and we don't have that at all anymore. We don't have that at all. We are so like distant in not wanting to be a part of somebody else's like you don't have to put, put your business. I'm not talking about your business. I'm talking about I'm not talking about you being a private person. I'm a private person. However, my my uh my interest lies with the well-being of the future in its totality for all of our kids. You know, how do we what do we need to do right now so where we can make it easier for them? Because if we don't do anything, we are continuously, continuously, continuously just falling behind. And without a seat at the table. We just gonna continue to get the scraps that they push off of the table, and then we're gonna continue to say, "See, voting doesn't help. See, this doesn't help. See, that doesn't help." Well, shit! If you don't ever get your ass up to put in any work, nothing is ever gonna happen because you can't do anything. You cannot do anything in the world if you don't put forth any effort. And then the last thing that I'm gonna say for people that say like, "Oh, if you vote, oh, you where it's one mass over, one mass over, one mass over." If you oh, want to use that, let me put that into context. Every single day that you wake up and God gives you air and you got a job, you getting your ass up to go work for a master. So let's just remove that context and let's really just focus on the real issue, address our own problems and band together and push forward. It's really not hard, but we just got to be on the same page. So. Right. Which we, it's hard. It's very, very hard. And I don't want to get off topic, but you brought up something really, really good. And you said about a seat at the table. And so I remember when I decided to um, leave a company that I, an organization that I had been a part of for a very, very a long time, I had worked my way as far as I could absolutely go, but I had worked my way to my ultimate goal with the organization anyway. So it was a win-win or a no, lose-lose, depending right. on how you look at it or whatever the case may be but I knew that there was more that I could do and so then I decided to go ahead and go back to school so I'm in the, and change my career as well so I'm in that process and in that change but I remember when I decided to leave my organization I went to an actual like big corporate training and it was about diversity and multiculturalism and all that and they had invited mostly everybody with a little melanin and, you know, in, into the mm -hmm. thing. And it was really great. It was, it was uh, ran and organized by some people that I had the pleasure of even working under and working alongside. So it was really great. However, they were, I think it was called a seat at the table or something like that. And so it really opened up my eyes to that concept of a seat at the table. Now, I think like business talk is like a, or slang might be a leg in the race or, you know, business talk might be, ooh, it just slipped my mind. It might come back to me, but there's other ways to say it, but oh, bargaining power or buying power or something like that is what the technical term is, I think. But it really is important to be able to have that seat at the table. So that is why I am so passionate. And again, to tie it back into talking about education, whether you're getting your education in an institution or you're looking up things on your own, I want to make that clear. It doesn't matter. You know, it doesn't make it any more valid. Just inform yourself. So when you have the opportunity to sit at that table, you know what the hell you talking about. Well, shit, we already know just what they say, uh, everybody with your, uh, just because you're, what do they say? Your skin folk ain't always your kin folk. So, I mean, we got that. That's a whole nother can of worms. But oh, yeah, another can of worms. worms. And you need to have a seat at the table. And then let me tell you something. When I say a seat at the table or a decision maker, I don't care what it is. I don't care if if, if it's your kid working at McDonald's, if it's somebody working at Walmart, if it's, a, I'm not just talking about corporate America. I'm talking about any single aspect of your life. As long as you become the decision maker, then you have the power to help. Yes. That's what we want, right? Yes. We need people in more positions as decision makers to be able to help. It doesn't matter if you are the manager at Subway and you're in charge of the hiring. You are the decision maker. If you're working at Walmart, like I said, Target, if you are working at wherever it is, just as long as you have it in your mind to reach for the, the position of a decision maker, then you have the power to make change. And that's what you need. And that's what the world is all about. It's all about the, the people that are in the, in the decision making positions. And by them not relating to us, then mm -hmm. for all of this time, we have just been completely overlooked 
and we've completely been handed scraps mm -hmm. but it does take dedication it takes time and it takes uh um commitment absolutely absolutely um but you know for those people you know talking about the master and all that other stuff this is my thing about a seat at the table i i had to you know i go against the norm and everything i go against the grain and everything i bang my head up and then if i'm right i'm right if i'm wrong i'll be like all right i'll concede i'll concede point intended <laughs> so you know i as much as i can and so i said all that to say i flipped you know the whole have a seat at the table i don't even want you to give me a seat at the table i just want the invite i'm gonna bring my own motherfucking chair hello hello I mean that humbly excuse my language <laughs> well i'm just saying you know it i mean it really does come to that sometimes where you know where uh where you have to be heard you know, and if it comes to that situation, if it comes, if it comes to it, it comes to it, you know, it's whatever, but it does come in times sometimes where you just have to be heard and you will not be overshadowed and mm -hmm. that's okay, but Absolutely. just be informed, like you said, so you know what you're talking about, make sure that you're educated. And if you're not educated, I don't mean just going just because you have a degree, but I'm saying just having your thoughts gathered so that you're able to articulate yourself and determine what's your message that you want to convey. And if you want something from it, then that's your time to let them know what you want in return. Yes. Or how you want to proceed, or if you need to, or if you are, voicing your opinion about something then you need to hold them accountable of what's next steps so those are the type of things that i mean when you're going to go talk to somebody or you want to have a seat at the table or you're going to make your voice be heard make sure it counts that's it right which you know we don't have half as much time as we need to dig into that but you mentioned unity and so you know i think that is the biggest missing component but even if we gonna remove because you know we got our own you talking about all skin folk and kin folk so we got our we know and recognize that we got our own issues and boy are they deep man people hate why why black people hate to see other black people winning no but you know i'm not gonna go there i'm just you know hallelujah that's not what we're talking about i said all that to say you were talking about unity you know you were talking about unity so if we remove the fact that we are relating to it as black people and you know black on black this you know everybody want to talk about black on black this black on black we're not talking about that right now i'm talking about the united states of america and how low this country has gotten to because remember we're talking about we voted so now what you got to understand 70 million give or take uh people voted for to re-elect donald trump okay so that is the bigger issue as well and why what you just said everything thank you so much again for coming on here because girl heavy on the talk about it and you bring that talk today girl and we didn't rehearse it we didn't even know we just low-key kind of winged it because we had to reschedule and you are bringing that heat about stuff again and talking about we voted so now what because that is i i support uh, without even have knowing everything that you just said you know aside from that damn word the fun you we, you're gonna have to we're gonna have to work on each other with that <laughs> but you know and it's it's an amazing thing but you can't we have gotten so low in america where we can't even expect that not even just from people that look like us but everybody else outside now don't get me wrong please people always like to take what i say and twist it and make it seem like i'm a candace owens or something like that like no no candace owens over here bro but <laughs> i gotta tell truth and i say that to say we've gotten so low as a nation where not only can we not we feel like because that's not always the case not trust our camp folk, camp folk but we also can't trust our our neighbors our teachers our mailmen our this our that because you got to consider there's 70 million people walking amongst us in the united states not in the motherfucking world who think that Donald Trump did a good job or that Donald Trump stands for any type of moral value or X, Y, X, Y, X, Y, Z. And I know we don't have enough to dig into it, but girl, again, talking about we voted, so now what? We got to recognize and acknowledge that. So I know I don't want to well, put yeah, that too that's deep. Huge. Yes, go ahead. That's huge, that's huge, that's huge, that's huge. Mm -hmm. And the thing about it is that the last four years, um, it has resonated you know, people that were required to tuck that shit up under a rock for a long time, you know, and they did the passive aggressive little bullshit, but he has resonated uh, a level of racism and evil and hatred that was, um, it was, 
it was swept under the, it, I don't want to say it was swept under the rug. It was just like they were tucked under the rock. You know, they still poked their head up. We still knew who they were, but they, it wasn't just outright the way it's just brazen. Yeah. They're just, just getting, they're just really out of, um, out of control. They're just really crazy. out of control. Mm-hmm. And, you know? ask, and, and, and asking for smoke, though. Like, they not even, like, trying to hide that, let you know, me you I mean, asking so, for smoke. Like, let me, let me tell you, let me, let me share this really quick. So, um, so, you know, the Proud Boys, right? You know, yes. you said a little thing about the Proud Boys. And we know about these white militia groups, right? The moment NFAC came out, they have censored that black militia to it, to the quick. Hmm. To the quick, mm-hmm. so that speaks volumes. So you what? So this whole time we've been having to hear about uh, white militias going and, and walking around with guns, and I mean we haven't even heard anything else about the seventeen year old that went to the. Oh, no, he just disappeared. Or the uh, the cops that because you know they let the cops out that uh, for uh, George Floyd. So what about them cops down there in Georgia with a mod operator? The streets is real quiet down there in Georgia. Why they up there jumping in and ready to burn bridges and flags for Donald Trump down there in Georgia? What about a mod operator? And what's going on with that case? But go ahead, I didn't mean to cut you off. I'm sorry. No, I no, I totally agree. I'm just saying, like it, it just, it's just, it's, it, it's, it's, it's. It's good that he's out of there because it was leading to some bad. It was. It was. It wasn't going to be anything that was going to. It was just. It was leading to disaster. That's what I'll say. It was leading to disaster, and I'm trying not to be too extra, but it was leading yeah, to I'll disaster. Bring you back on. I'm hoping we can but, find um, somebody else that that'll listen and be willing to get on it and talk about it. But you know, I I want to cut it short. Just if you're okay with that, because I know you're pressed for time, and just to say this, you know. Hopefully, you know, what I'm going to do is I'm going to go ahead and, and post this on YouTube and post the audio on Anchor. And through Anchor, there's a lot more other links. There are just too many for me to tell you guys. So Anchor mm-hmm. is easier. <laughs> I'll update you on Facebook. But I said all that to say, you know, again, this is heavy on the talk about it. And so I thank you again for coming on. I know initially you were supposed to do one before the election. And I was hoping to have like two other people on as well with I know that I knew that we, us two would have the closest in views. I knew that. So I was trying to invite on other people that, you know, didn't, weren't so similar so that we can open up that conversation. So I'm going to send that invitation again on this video. I'm going to send that invitation again when I upload it onto Anchor and it then disperses to the many um, streaming outlets to get on and have a real life conversation about it. Don't be fearful if you don't agree, but just know you better come with your, with your receipts. (laughs) Well, yeah, you do. And but the thing about it is that nowadays it's really important to have the conversations um, that are uncomfortable um, because that's the only way that we're going to continue to push through it. You know, it's okay to have different views, um, but it's a way that you, you know, you talk to somebody, you make sure that you keep keep it respectful um, in light of wanting to have a, 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 a positive dialogue and to actually make progression with the conversation. Right. Um, but it's it's important that people have conversations that make them uncomfortable. You have to be comfortable with being uncomfortable in order to move forward. So that's it. Well, one of my um, colleagues in my in my class, in my African-American history class, he said, silence is violence. And um, my teacher was like shouting up for joy when she said that, but it kind of, that was like the best thing segue in the end way to, to, to what you just said. We have to have these conversations. So whether you're on this side or that side, if we're not having these conversations, nothing's going to get done anyway. What are you doing? Sitting around waiting for the people in Washington to have these conversations. They proved to you for four years that they don't give a F about having those, these types of conversations. And, and on that note, they're actually the 70 million that wanted that definitely wanted to have Trump is in there. Just, just imagine, they are so pissed about having Kamala Harris in there. They I, don't care what her background is they are just pissed that it's a black woman in a BP position but it's okay for us to have to see all of these uh all these white people and all these other ethnicities and these positions of power and decision making that have no no relation and there's no relatable topics or and but they are responsible for decisions that affect our everyday life they have no experience oh my god right that's the problem right and that's the reason why you have 70 million people that voted for trump and make no mistake it's because it was however many more because you know uh trump got all them electorals to win over hillary that were mad about obama (laughs) so let's be clear that i feel now this is my opinion this is not a fact that that's the 
only reason why Donald Trump was allowed in there. And that's the only reason why they're trying to, and now that and Kamala Harris is the only reason why they're trying to hold on to Donald Trump. Because God forbid, we as a community, as a culture, as a people, start thinking more highly of ourselves. Start thinking more highly of ourselves and stop believing what people are telling us that we can only be. That was my only gripe with my former organization. They were good to me, but I didn't like that constant feeling of that foot on my neck trying to tell me how far you feel I can go. I God is my maker and my creator. He, he tells, he goes. <laughs> but again you don't know these kinds of things because nobody's having these tough conversations because everybody wants to be and i don't want to say politically correct because i always try to be politically correct until you catch me and i'm like well there goes that but <laughs> <laughs> that's out the window <laughs> they, you, you got me started now like i try to be nice now <laughs> but i said all that to say it ties in this conversation because again this is what we're saying we voted so now what so now we need to get ourselves get our ourselves together whatever that means to be able to be a part of these conversations and let me be clear uh talking about this publicly is not everybody's forte people are not comfortable with that so i believe that activism comes in different ways if you are let's say a young girl who is uh inspired by camilla and has their own dreams but right now you're working at mcdonald's that don't mean that's your level of service that's where you that's your battleground right there where you can do you no matter where you're at so that we can stop having this limited mindset of people telling us how big we can be how great we can be how much money we can have what type of property we can own where we can go i mean can i take you let me stop clues because you've got to go but I'm you know what saying. I'm saying. you're absolutely right you're so right you're so right you're so right you're so right but it's so you know you when you go, when you do think about it, then you know that's why entrepreneurship is so dope for Black people because that's one thing that they can't take. And by default, there's just a lot of talent that lies in. Yeah, in us. It's in us, not on us. Sorry, sorry, guys. <laughs> you just gonna have to, you know, you just gonna have to, whether you want to accept it or not. You gotta respect it. it. Respect is not contingent upon accepting something. You should just respect it off GP. Okay, you don't like it, respect it and walk away. Okay, you like it, respect it and rock and rock with it. It's a win-win to me. But again, you know, we already discussed America is so dang on sensitive. Not only are we sensitive, we so sometimey. So sometimey. Like stand oh, on yeah. something. Stand on something. Stop <laughs> just flip-floppers. But anyways, I know you have to go. Thank you for joining me. I'm going to upload this on YouTube. It will be announced on Sunday because you know that's where I deliver all the materials on Sundays. But the audio might may or may not be up before then on the Anchor okay. platform. So thank you again. Be on the lookout for my emails. I need your shirt size because you came on. So now you get a shirt. Only the first couple people, though. I ain't got money like that. You only first okay. couple people <laughs> can get a shirt. You didn't send me my shirt beforehand so I could award. I know. I didn't even think of, you know you grassroots, baby. Grassroots. Got to take the baby steps. Okay. <laughs> you see my card now. You already know what kind of day I'm having. <laughs> Again, and we I love you so much. All right. Yes, I can't wait until we talk again. Thanks again. Enjoy the rest of your night. Bye. 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 B